Week 14, folks, conference championship weeks. It's the conference championship weeks all across America. From the group of five to the power five, they are going at it for conference championships. Starting on Friday and all the way to Saturday. There's programs out here that we've talked about. The programs that just wanted to become bowl eligible. Some of those programs did just that over the weekend. They did what they sought out at the beginning of the season and became bowl eligible. They got that elusive sixth win. That happened this week. That, that, that happened in week 13. 11 of the 14 ACC teams are going to a bowl. 9 of the 14 Big Ten, 9 of the 14 SEC, 9 of the 14 in the Big 12, and 8 of the Pac-12 are all going bowling. Congratulations to all those schools that are going bowling. We will not undermine the bowl games on this show. I understand. I understand the importance of bowl games. And this is him, J.I.G., and this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your spot, your podcast. That's where you can find us. Subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you in advance. But we're moving on from that. Back to this conference championship week here, folks. We got some great games. We got great games that are going to shape the college playoff. Great games. But before we do that, back to the teams that are bowl eligible. Congratulations. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to tell you, folks. I don't know if you've seen it, but the transfer portal is popping. It's popping like popcorn. It's it's in. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are already transformed. Mac Johnson has already committed to UNC. Former quarterback of LSU and Texas A&M. KJ Jefferson has entered the transfer portal. Arkansas quarterback. Riley Leonard has entered the transfer portal. Duke starting quarterback. Cameron Ward is going to enter the transfer quarter, uh, transfer portal. Washington State starting quarterback. We are in this era, folks, of transfer portal. It's the end of the season for the teams that did not make bowl. This is when they get the head start. This is why I was talking about how important the portal is. But for the teams that did make the bowls, guess what you got? You got one more game to showcase your offenses. You got one more game for a kid to go, huh, I wonder what I would look like playing slot in that offense. I wonder what I would look like playing strong safety for that defensive coordinator. That's what you have, an opportunity. And this once, hey, this ain't once in a lifetime. This ain't eight mile. This happens yearly, folks. The portal, I'm telling you, for every person that hates the portal, I I will tell you, listen to this one more time. 11 ACC teams, 9 Big 10, 9 SEC, 9 Big 12, and 8 Pac-12. That's what I will tell someone who tells me, oh, Jig, the portal is ruining sports. Is it? I just... I just, listen, I just named off balance is what I did. Balance in a sport. And that's what the portal is creating. So look for even more balance. Look for the gap to somewhat be kind of, kind of throwing some semen in there. You know what I mean? Let's throw some semen on this gap. Hmm? Hmm? Let's try to make a bridge. Because that's what the portal is, folks. 
But week 13, we saw Ole Miss take care of business on Thursday. Oregon took care of Oregon State. Oregon State's coach is now moving to Michigan State. I don't know if you've heard, but I will tell you, Oregon State's head coach is now the head coach of Michigan State. Before the game, Oregon State walked out the tunnel and the assistant coach was leading them. People wondered why. We know why. It was it has been confirmed that he told his team before the game, what a dick. Moving on. Texas took care of business at Texas Tech. Texas is looking like the real McCoy. They're moving on. Missouri, once again, flexed his muscle on the SEC East. Penn State did what James Franklin does against unranked teams. He wins. He's going to beat you if you're unranked. OU and TCU got into an all-out shootout. I mean an all-out shootout. 69-45. to 45. OU, OU made an interesting Big 12 title push, but ultimately that loss to OSU did cost them a Big 12 title. They will be in the SEC next year. Very interested to see what Brenton Venerables does. Their offensive coordinator, if you do not know the news, went to Mississippi State. Jeff Lebby is now the head coach of Mississippi State. The University of Oklahoma is missing an offensive coordinator. Rumors are out there on some names. Some people are saying they're going to keep it internal. But if that guy Jig had a, had a say, I'd be looking around. I'd be looking around at a guy like Cliff Kingsbury. You know? I'd be looking around at a guy like Dana Holgerson. You know? I'm looking around at some of these coaches that just got fired and seeing if they want to just come, you know, call some offenses. You know, because there's some out there. Moving on, Iowa beat Nebraska, clinching their spot in the you know Big Ten championship, and also you know knocking Nebraska out of bowl eligibility. One game short for the Huskers. Look for Matt Rule and these guys to really do some something in this offseason. Because I tell you what, if you give Nebraska a solid quarterback. And I'm not talking about a quarterback that's going to throw for 5,000 yards, 4,000 yards. You give Nebraska a quarterback that's going to throw for 2,500 yards and not turn the ball over. Nebraska's a nine-win football team. I'll say it again. You give Nebraska a quarterback that's 2,500 yards and not turning the ball over, Nebraska is a winning football team, a nine-win football team. Hmm? You give Nebraska, uh, let's give the Huskers, um, Ole, Miss's, Ole Miss's backup quarterback. Can't think of his name right now. I think I, I think it's a different conversation. You know, I'm not I'm not asking for a I'm not asking for a five star. You know, Donovan Smith at Houston, you know, he would have won Nebraska. He would have put Nebraska in a couple of games to win. But look for them to make some moves in the offseason. Tulane, they finished up their season undefeated. Now listen, Georgia handled business against Georgia Tech. Now let's just get on to it. Michigan and Ohio State. Now Ohio State, man, <laughs> is it time for Ryan Day to go? Was Ryan Day's one win versus Michigan because of Urban Meyer? One could wonder. Because at this point, you've lost three straight years. This is not a good look. There's rumors that Ohio State will be scrambling in the transfer portal trying to find a quarterback. Now, they have a five-star quarterback, Aaron Nolan, coming in. One of the highest-ranked quarterbacks in Ohio State history. Interested to see what he does. But he clearly will not be ready to play as a true freshman. So look for them to try to get a Cameron Ward, Washington State. A veteran and explosive quarterback that can lead this offense. Listen, they have too many they have too many Lamborghinis and Ferraris not to have a good driver. You know what I'm saying? They have too many nice foreigns not to have a good driver. 
So it's time for Ryan Day to get a, get a driver. Listen, I don't know if they get rid of him because of his overall success. That's what people failed to, being failed to understand. I understand how big the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry is. I get it. Trust me, I understand. But the truth of the matter is you're in the playoffs every other year. You're still going to the playoffs. So why would you fire a coach that isn't costing you a, a chance at a national championship, is he? No. Okay. So you're losing to Michigan, right? I get it. It sucks. But let's be rational here. You fire Ryan Day, you go out here, you hire one of these yahoos, you might regret it. You might regret it. But shout out to Michigan going to the Big Ten Championship. They get Harbaugh back, so I wonder what they're going to do this weekend. We'll talk about it. Washington stood stood tall. They beat Washington State. Now listen, Washington just wins, man. Hey, listen, DJ Cal, all I do is win. And that's what it's about. It does not have to be pretty at this point, folks. Pretty is out the window. Pretty is out the window. When you've played a schedule like Washington, you don't have to win. You don't have to beat teams by 30. They've played a ranked UFC. They've played a ranked Oregon State. They've played a ranked Oregon. They've played a ranked Utah. They beat them. They beat them all. So at this point, it's not about, I don't have to win by 30 if I'm Washington. I just have to win. Win and I'm in. <laughs> because right now, Washington is not, the, is not the, 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 the playoff team of question. Okay, what I'm saying is, if Washington goes undefeated, you're not sitting here talking about, well, I don't know if Washington should get in. You're crazy as hell. Don't talk to me. The only undefeated team that you can question if they should be in the playoffs is Florida State. Florida State beat Florida, by the way. Backup quarterback. It was an ugly win, but a win none the least. But this is a team you can question because at this point, the only team they've looked like, they'd, if they beat Louisville, which they should, then they, you know, Louisville just lost to Kentucky. And Louisville also lost to a bad, I think, Boston College earlier in the season. So what are we talking about right now? Florida State might get jumped, folks. If you're a Florida State fan, I'm sorry. You might go undefeated and you might get the next best bowl game available. Right? Right? You might get the best bowl game available. But there's a chance you're not going to get in the playoffs. And that's just because these other teams. I mean, Bama... Bama goes on the road, wins by three, you know, walk-off touchdown. Hey, listen, Milrow, I'm telling you, if Milrow beats Georgia, he wins the Heisman. I'm going to say it again. If Milrow beats Georgia, he wins the Heisman. This guy is the best. Listen, he's the best college football player right now. Right now. On a football field, he is the best college football player. Bar none. Bar none. He gets the job done. He gets the job done. Bama has Georgia this week. We're going to talk about it. Like I just said earlier, Kentucky beat Louisville. Kentucky beat Louisville, and Louisville plays Florida State this weekend, the ACC championship. Interesting game. Interesting game. LSU beat Texas A&M. Arizona won. Notre Dame won. Kansas State lost. Kansas State lost. Now, remember, I said there's a couple things that needed to happen in the Big 12 to create total chaos, and that was one of them. OU won. K-State lost. Now, the one thing we needed to happen was Oklahoma State to lose, and we are talking about straight darkness. Oklahoma State won. Oklahoma State pulled their heads out their ass. Ollie Gordon had five touchdowns. Five touchdowns, folks. And uh, they win that game. UNC loses to North Carolina State. I think they ended the season on a three-game losing streak. Drake May just did not look like he wanted to play football that day. It's okay. He's going to go make millions. They also just got themselves a transfer quarterback, Max Johnson. 
So look for North Carolina to do North Carolina things. Clemson won and Liberty won. So moving on, man. Conference Championship Week. Once again, congratulations to all the universities and the programs out there that made a bowl. Congratulations from that guy, Jake Sports Podcast. And I just want to say, once again, congratulations. And one more fucking time, congratulations on making a bowl. If you made a bowl, congratulations. And if you didn't, get in the portal. Tell your head coach, get on Instagram, you can talk to him, get on the portal. But starting on Friday, we got Oregon versus Washington, the rematch. Hey, this is the rematch. Hey, yo, this is the rematch. Oregon has a quarterback that has 37 touchdowns and two interceptions. His name is Bo Nix, and he's leading the Heisman race right now for me. He's been leading it for a while. Now, listen, this game's going to come down to one thing and one thing only. It's going to come down to the secondaries. Which secondary can hold up? We have a Balistikoff Award winner in Aduze for the University of Washington. And don't forget, Troy Franklin is a 1,300-yard receiver with 14 touchdowns. And then they got that guy, Bucky. I got Oregon in this game, and here's why. The first time they played, Oregon should have won that game. Okay? I think Dan Lanning, you know, I think he's expressed it. I think you can see on the film that maybe, you, you know, you take the points and you win that game. But listen, you can't fault a team for doing the, their damn job. And Washington did their damn job and they won. We can't fault them for it, guys. This game is not going to be a 10-point spread. This is not going to be a 10-point spread. Oregon is not going to win this game by 10 points. This is going to be a very, very good game. Very good game. Whoever has the ball last, just like the last time they played. Just like the last time they played. I'm telling you, this Washington team, they remind me. They remind me of one of those just, they need competition. You know what I mean? You know those good teams that play down to their competition? And sometimes we see those teams, you know, trip and stumble a little bit. Sometimes those teams get tripped up by that pebble. But Washington has not. But my point is, is sometimes teams need competition. They need competition. This game's at neutral. This is a neutral playing site, folks. This is in Las Vegas. So don't give me nothing about no damn home field advantage. We're in Vegas, folks. Anything can happen in Vegas. So watch out for those Huskies. And let me tell you something about those Washington Huskies. Okay? Michael Penix. He's also playing for a Heisman. He also wants a Heisman Trophy, folks. So look for Washington in this game to be very good. Washington and Oregon to be a good game. Like I said earlier, I like Oregon in this game. I do like Oregon in this game. But don't be surprised if Washington pulls it out. Because this this offense and the way this team feels to me, pause, it just feels like one of those teams that no matter what they you do, they just win. Whether it be ugly, whether it be pretty, they just win. And at the end of the day, that's all you want. But like I said earlier, this game is going to come down to which secondary can hold up. The reason I give the nod to Oregon is because they have Bucky Irving. Bucky Irving, to me, is the X factor. Because at the end of the day, you can lean on him like Morgan Freeman and everything is okay. Everything is okay. So give me Oregon in that game. Um... Give me Oregon in that game, okay? Or starting on Saturday, Oklahoma State versus Texas. Now listen to me. This is a 15.5-point favorite for Texas. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. When you look at this game, you might just, you know, you might agree. But I'm here to tell you, watch out for Gundy and them damn Cowboys. Just because of one thing and one thing only. 
they can run the damn football. And I know Texas has a great front seven. They paid for it. I get it. Listen to me. I fucking get it. They paid for a great front seven. Number one rush defense in the Big 12. I don't even have to look at it. I get it. But let me tell you something. There's a reason why Ollie Gordon has 1,500 yards and 20 touchdowns. You don't get that just by luck. This game comes down to if if Bowman does not turn the ball over, listen to me. Listen to that guy Jig right now. Real quick. Listen to Jig. I'm telling you, if Bowman doesn't turn the ball over, watch out. Watch out. Because Oklahoma State's going to give up points. They know that. They know that. Oklahoma State just came back down like 24 points or something like that. One of the largest comebacks in home history. What I'm telling you is this team is battle-tested. They, they understand adversity. Texas does what? They give up leads. All Oklahoma State has to do is not let this game get out of control. If this game, if they can stay around until the fourth quarter, watch out. Because they have, they have enough players on this Oklahoma State roster that if you let them linger around in the fourth quarter, they can slide you a haymaker real quick. They can slide you one. Like I said, man, watch out. This game's in Arlington, Texas. Watch out. But give me Texas overall. I think overall they paid for the championship. They know what they're doing in NIO. Their boosters know what they're doing. They're not setting Steve Sarkeesian up for failure before he goes back to the SEC. They're building something down in Texas, and watch out. But what I'm telling you is if they don't take care of business, if they don't stand on business, if they do not stand on business, and get Oklahoma State the hell up out of there by the fourth quarter, watch out. Moving on, Georgia versus Bama, and here we go. Will Georgia's win streak continue? 12-0 for three straight seasons, folks. We're talking history, okay? I think there's something here, though. I think there's something here. Jalen Milrow is the best player in college football. I said this earlier. I said this earlier. He's the MVP of college football. You take away that loss to Texas, he's number one in the Heisman right now. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. The beginning of the season, he struggled. But listen, a lot of these guys struggle in the beginning of the seasons. Why? One, there's no preseason in college football. So when they play their non-conference games, when they play those games, those are the preseasons. Those are the, you know, these are these kids' preseasons. These guys had a new offensive coordinator at, 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 at that too. New OC. First year OC. So now we got to learn each other. Now I got to figure out what you can and cannot do. And you got to figure out what I am and am not comfortable calling for you. And that's what we figured out with Jalen Milrow. People were real quick to throw that dude under the bus and say he's not it. He's not it. Guys, he was the starting quarterback for Alabama. We're not talking about just a, no offense, we're not talking about a six win and end program. We're talking about a chip or bust every year. We're talking about a program, if you stay for three years, you're going to the NFL, you're changing your family's life. That's where he was starting at. That's pressure. That's pressure. I like Bama in this game. I like Nick Saban in this game. I like Nick Saban in this game. I do not bet against Nick Saban, and I won't start today. I won't start today, and I won't start Saturday, and I damn sure ain't going to start on a Tuesday. So give me Bama. 
Michigan and Iowa. Iowa's head coach had a good quote. He said, if Michigan wins, they're in the Big Ten. I mean, they're in the playoffs. But if we win, then there's a chance that nobody goes. That would be funny. Listen to me, folks. If Iowa can find a way, listen to me, okay? If Iowa can find a way to put up 17 points, watch the hell out. Now, what I just said, you got a better, you got a better chance in seeing Michael Jackson moonwalk while Freddie Mercury is singing. And David Bonham is not is, is bringing in the drums. And they're singing, Sweet Caroline. And Mike is just moonwalking. You got a better chance of seeing that than them putting up 17 points. But if they put up 17 points, watch the hell out. Because that means they that that, hey, that means those guys in Iowa have found a flaw. Let me tell you what Iowa is. I Iowa is that is that school that's very fundamentally sound. They're going to be in their spots. They're going to know what they got to do. They're going to play assignment-based football. Are you? Are you? Are you not going to turn the ball over? Are you not going to give them field position and on the plus side? Can you control possession? This is the questions that people must answer versus Iowa. Iowa is not that bad. Their offense is terrible. Defense is great. And that's why they're not that bad. And if this offense can find a way to put up 17 points, watch out. But give me Michigan. And give me Michigan by, uh, give me Michigan. Louisville and Florida State. This game right here is huge. Florida State has to really show the pollsters that they know that they aren't going to let them down. That they will not disappoint. They really have to show that their schedule wasn't weak. They're just that good. And I'm here to tell you, with with Miami losing, it looks like you are indeed that weak. Beating Clemson helps. I mean, Clemson's went on a streak. But that don't really help when you don't have anything else. So Florida State needs a big win or a big win convincing, or they will be jumped. And with that being said, once again, this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Subscribe, rate, and review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Apple or Amazon Music, or wherever you get your or wherever you get your podcast. But we're gonna move on to the college football playoffs. Now the rankings came out, folks. Did you see them? The rankings came out. Georgia number one, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, and Alabama. Now here we go. Let's play jig around Robin. Because here's my predicament. My predicament is Alabama beats Georgia. No team has ever been number one, lost in the conference championship, and fell out the top four. So it ain't going to happen now, and it damn sure ain't going to happen to an SEC school. So Georgia will be there. Michigan will be Iowa. Michigan will be there. If Washington loses, listen to me, America. Or oh, where have you fought? Where are you from? Wherever you're from, listen to me around the globe. <laughs> Anyways, if Michigan wins, Georgia loses, they're still going to be in. Washington, listen, if Washington loses, 
Texas wins. Texas gets in and Bama gets in. You understand what I'm telling you? If Washington loses, I've been telling you guys this. The whole key to this is the Pac-12. The key to this whole puzzle is the Pac-12. If Washington loses, Texas wins, Bama beats Georgia, it will be Georgia, Michigan, Bama, and Texas. And you can quote me on that and take me to the bank. Take me to the bank. Washington will not be there. Oregon will not be there. I'm going to tell you why Oregon won't be there. Because no one gives a damn about a rematch. Good job, Oregon. You beat them. You got your revenge. You should have beat them the first time. That's what the, Listen, that's what they're going to look at you and say. They're going to say the Alabama schedule in the SEC with losing to Texas, who was eventually the Big 12 champion, okay, and then beating an undefeated two-time national champion Georgia is more impressive than a Pac-12 one-loss champion. And you can you can take me to the bank on that. They will always put a they will always put two one-loss SEC schools in before they put a one-loss Pac-12 tour. That's just the law, folks. That's just the law. I don't make the rules. So listen to me, if Washington loses and Texas wins and Bama wins, look for them to get in. Right there. Right there. And and listen, it's not just always about, you know, being undefeated or, you know, these losses matter. Okay? Bama lost to Texas at home. Early in the season, they were able to recoup. They were able to beat teams. Okay, they beat LSU. They beat uh, A&M. You know, they beat Ole Miss. They beat Tennessee. These teams that they are beating are better than Oregon's wins. Oregon's best wins right now, you're looking against Washington, Oregon State, and Utah. Those are their best wins right now. And I'm here to tell you, those three wins don't beat wins versus LSU, versus Ole Miss, versus Tennessee. They just don't, they don't weigh the same, guys. Yes, it's good food. It's great food. It's great food. You have a New York strip steak. Enjoy your strip steak. I'm eating filet mignon. So leave me the hell alone. Enjoy your strip. I'll eat my filet. And listen, guys, this is going to shape up before before a great finale, okay? A great finale. I really wish that this would be the year that they say, you know what? We're going to do it the way it was designed. Every conference champion, you get in, meaning one from the SEC, one from the Big 12, one from the Big Ten, one from the... See? There was always meant to be controversy is what I'm telling you, folks. Somebody was always meant to get left out. And I'm sorry, it's the guys on the West Coast. Because now I'm going to look at you and ask you this. So you mean to tell me an undefeated team is not better than a one-loss team? 
Oh, well, Jig, strength the schedule. Undefeated. Undefeated undefeated, my friend. If we're talking about getting something in as far as the final four, we're talking about a Florida State or a, over an Oregon or, or a Washington? Talking about fan bases? Talking about money? Revenue? I don't know, folks. This situation like this was always going to arise. Because I'm telling you, Bama's going to beat Georgia. Oregon's going to beat Washington. The only way all this is nipped in the bud is if Washington wins. If Washington beats Oregon, all this is nipped in the bud. Because at that point, you'll have a one-loss Georgia, you'll have a Michigan, you'll have Washington, and then if Bama beats Georgia, Bama will get in. Unless Texas wins. If Texas wins, then they're in. But once again, this weekend, folks, this weekend is about chaos. This is this this is the calm before the storm, folks. I'm trying to brace you for the calm before the storm. I've seen this. I've been watching the game for a long time. And I'm here to tell you that this is the calm before the storm. What if everyone loses? What if Oklahoma State gets their first conference championship in school history? Well, all right, let's be factual. It's their second one, but the first one was given to them in 1945. And the other one was given to them in 2011 because there was no conference championship. Because the Big 12, had at that point, they, they didn't have enough members. So, when I say this is their first conference championship, I'm talking about playing a game and winning a conference championship. Go fact check me. But this is Oklahoma State's first conference championship, you know? This is the one that the school can hold up proud. Bama could beat Georgia. What if Iowa beat Michigan? What if Iowa beat Michigan and turned this shit into a frenzy, folks? Listen to me. It might not hurt. Listen, if you're in a gambling state, it might not hurt to put a four-leg parlay, Bama, Washington, Oklahoma State, and Iowa. Ten bucks. <laughs> Make me rich. Make me rich. Ten bucks. It might not hurt, guys, because I've seen this movie before. And what have I been preaching? The portal has made things a lot more even than what they want you to believe. They want you to buy into all this super conference crap. They want you to buy into all this, oh, the SEC, it just means more. They want you to buy into that shit. They want you to buy into the Big 12 being a truck truck stop league. And the ACC about to be decimated. And it's going to be the Big 10 and the SEC. Those are the only two power. They want you to believe that. I'm here to tell you that portal, man. They didn't report every move that was made. Some of these kids, you know, they go unknown. And they get to get their chance and they fucking shine. And that's what the portal's about. And you're about to see it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Now, I'm not telling you to go do some dumb shit. But I'm telling you, listen to me. Watch out. And once again, this is College Football with That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am MJIG. Now, listen. We're going to drop the trilogy again this week. I like to think, thank everybody that's been listening, all the new followers, all the new listeners. Thank you. Once again, the trilogy will be dropping this week. We'll be dropping the NBA and the NFL. 
But this is college football right now. Once again, I am him, J.I.G., and this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.